Here's what's coming up on this week's show. Oh, now, now that's really cool. <laughs> my God, it's not a rubber, it's a highlighter. It's a highlighter. Oh, my God. So I can write something down oh. and then put a box around it. <laughs> the beat. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, where you been? We've had like 81 episodes so far, all designed to help small businesses grow with loads of experts on. Experts. I can't say experts. <laughs> experts. What's an expert? Uh, loads of experts on who know a thing or two about helping small businesses grow and helping with all different aspects um, of daily business life. Now, if you have listened before or whether you haven't, do two things for us, which would be great. Don't forget to hit follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening to and leave us a review too because that helps the biggest up in podcast land. Okay, last week I shared my favourite podcast episode, which was an episode recorded with Nicolina, which was all about what happens when we sleep and how we can actually make money when we sleep and such an important topic. And for me, I learned so much from this with regards to what can happen actually when we do down tools and how much more proactive we can be um, in business. So this week, Paul, we are talking about your favourite episode, which is all about content and how we can create content as part of our marketing strategy. And I thought this would be a really good time to bring this up too, because a lot of people will be thinking about how they can create a new plan for the new year of 2022. Well, some people are thinking about it, Claire, but I think a lot of people are trying to put it off too and thinking or maybe thinking it's not important and I can do it on the fly. And I know that's listening back to the episode, Claire, I know that's something that you used to do but don't do it quite so much now you're a bit more proactive and thinking about what you're going to post and how you're going to post it rather than just doing doing it uh, as and when you think of it uh, but um, definitely it's really important and really valuable to have a plan in place and think about what you're going to do in the next months uh, weeks ahead um, so you don't miss opportunities and you don't burn out and run out of ideas. So yeah, earlier on in this year, we spoke to a content creator, Jade Foster Jarrett, who came up with a whole bunch of really great ideas to keep your marketing efforts growing in the new year. So let's have a listen to the episode and then we're going to suggest some things that you can do right now to hit the ground running. So you know you've got a plan in place and then you can down tools, enjoy your Christmas, knowing you've got something ready to go in January. This is the Big Little Business Show. Now, the first thing I think we need to, to establish here is obviously it's important to be present on social media, but it can get really overwhelming, can't it? Absolutely. With all the options out there and choices and it's a very noisy market, understandably, and I get this too, I get extremely overwhelmed by it all. So it's trying to manage that overwhelm. Um, and not get to that point. I think a lot of it is as well. We're, we're, we're aware of what it can do, but we need to, at the same time, ask it to do certain things. You know, we are in control of that. So we may have the ideas, but sometimes the implication of those, you know, is, is very often misunderstood. Um, in terms of how often we should be um, posting on social media, is there something that you would suggest, you know, would be a good place to start for people in terms of how frequently we use it? Yeah. So to start with, with anybody that's new on there or starting again, I always recommend to do five posts a week. That could be two a, two a day, 
to, to two, two and one, just so that you've got an idea if you do need to post every single day, because that's obviously where the overwhelm then starts. You've got to then find all the content for every single day. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean to post five posts on your Facebook page. It could be a mixture of um, posting um, an image on your Instagram grid, and then it could be a few stories. I don't actually always post every single day. I now post three times a week because that works for me and my audience. So you've got to find that balance of being present and showing up, but without overwhelming yourself or your audience too, because they don't necessarily get bored of you if they're completely interested in what you do. It's just um, you're going to find that you get completely overwhelmed, run out of content and then shut down and don't do any of it. And then I guess you you end up posting for the sake of posting as opposed to the quality post. Yeah. Oh, yes. So for some people, the thought of posting five different things every single week is like, oh my goodness, how am I going to come up with all those ideas? But it doesn't have to be that that many. It also doesn't have to be five different ideas every week, does it? No, absolutely not. You know, we've got, if you've taken that time to write out all that content anyway, you can repurpose that over and over again. Because don't forget, not everybody is going to see your post the minute you post it. As we say, you know, social media is really noisy, really overcrowded. Um, So, you know, you might worry that, oh, well, I've already posted about that topic. Well, you can post that again the following week because, and try a different time because, you know, you don't want to keep coming up with new content all the time. And I think that's what people are guilty of doing. I need new content. I need new content content but you've already got the content there you've taken that time to find it write it out post it if it didn't work once as well you know you can turn it into a video format or you can turn it into a blog or you can post it as an instagram story you know it's about managing that content and um that way you'll also manage your overwhelm at the same time yeah, this is a really good uh, tactic and this is something I do quite a lot as well. So if I've got content to write or I've got a post to put out, I might start by writing a blog and maybe I'll do things like, I don't know, five ways to look better on video for argument's sake or whatever it might be. If I've got five different reasons, that's five weeks worth of content, five different posts I've got there and a blog. Absolutely. And I don't know if you find that when you're um, writing that content out or putting it out there, I normally come up with some sort of... Um, sentence that that's a song lyric or I don't know something that I rhymed and didn't realize it and and I go oh I'm just going to take that actual wording and it wasn't done on purpose it was by accident and use that as a completely separate post as well and I think once you start getting creative and just get started on that one thing like you say you've got you know probably five weeks worth of content there and then probably more than that actually double that because then you can change the formats that you put them out in as well yeah I mean I found especially the last 12 to 18 months where I mean I I haven't ever scheduled posts um but I like to just think about what's happening in the here and now. So what's happening in the world of business, you know, and my goodness, we've gone through such an unpredictable time that I think of my posts, which probably isn't ideal, literally there and then every day. Um, and it's it's really quite um, interesting to see the, um, well, I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts are, actually, Re- in real time, posting in real time and things that are current. Do you think that has a very firm place or do you still think it's better to go back with scheduling posts? No, I think there's a fine balance there because... Again, it does depend on what business you're in, but when it's very news heavy um, and it's tailored to your audience and, and your, your audience can relate to that. So they'll see that you've got your finger on the pulse. Um, it's very relatable. I remember um, last year when just 
just probably the week before the pandemic um, shut us down, lockdown. Um, and I'd had scheduled out about two or three weeks worth of posts because I think I had a launch going on or something. Um, and then lockdown hit and none of my posts were relevant. They, they just, they just didn't fit in, even though they were great posts and I loved them. I was very excited. I, I literally had, I remember unscheduling them all. And what I did instead was explain to my clients what it was that I was now doing, you know, whether that was taking it online or having Zoom meetings, you know, I was still operating. I think it's great to keep your audience updated. Um, but I don't necessarily feel that you have to comment on politics or uh, things that are going to trigger people unless that is your line of business um, but definitely real-time content let's say we're starting with a blank piece of paper and you've got to come up with some ideas i'll be interested to hear your thoughts on this where do you think the most important place to draw your ideas comes from now i would say it comes from understanding who your audience is and understanding what they want, what they like, what they don't like, their needs and the service you offer at the same time. So you're never straying too far away from those two topics. What do you think? Yeah, the, the thing you've missed there is I think drawing on our own experiences too. So yes, probably the most important thing is obviously your audience because that's who you're posting for. But I think we get so caught up in our target audience and what they want and their needs, which is absolutely important. And I do stress that. But we've set up our business for a reason and it comes from experience. Why did we set that business up? What is it we want to do and serve? What is our story? And I think people, I mean, it's it's not as easy to just put your story out there and off you go because we feel quite um, intimidated or worried what people are going to think of us. So for me, I think it's about telling my story and, and letting people um, automatically come to me through that and relate to me. And then when I've got their attention, then I relate it back to them. and yes, twist it around on them and say, what is it you need from me? What do you want to hear now that you know where I've come from, why I'm doing it, what my experience is, um, then I can tailor and tweak my content towards the audience and their needs. People get quite caught up in the whole, I don't know what my audience needs. I don't know what they want. And because it's such a hard thing to try and change your mindset, you know, we, we automatically post out there and look at our product and we've got this service and, and forget uh, the human interaction and that comes from both ends that comes from the audience and yourself as well I believe I know that you know some of the people that I speak to and it's an incredible um, valuable tool to outsource your social media of course but then at the same time I think it's important that you keep that personal element and that it is written like it has come from you rather than just splashing out lots of information and lots of facts because people won't resonate with that as well they need to see who's behind behind all of that I guess is what I'm saying yeah and there needs to be a balance I think as well doesn't there I mean I know I totally get what you're saying Jade personality is really important if people want to be able to do business with you they've got to be able to there's that no like and trust thing but at the same time you don't want to be all doing that and not doing anything else and then the, the same thing you don't want to be talking about your services and not doing any of the personality stuff either it needs to be a bit of a balance doesn't it yeah I think this is where a plan comes in because then you're not focusing on you know all about you all about your audience all about about selling there's got to be a fine balance and like I say that's where the plan starts and then you've got um, an idea of and a mixture of those sorts of um, conversations and content that you're going to put out it's going to be clearer for your audience and it's also going to be clearer for you so that you don't get too caught up in that one thing that one conversation that one you know form of content and it's a real it's a real fine balance, which is what I try to sort of get across to people is, is have a mixture. A few weeks ago, we had Tracy 
on the show, and this has reminded me a little bit about the episode that we had with Tracy, which was about how to sell a boring product. Because, of course, it's going to be much easier if you've got something that's colourful and maybe visual, but actually when you're trying to promote a product that maybe is not quite as exciting. And we talked about uh, brainstorming, uh, which is an excellent way to come up with ideas as well. So if somebody's feeling a little bit lost, would you suggest that would be a good start for them to try to think outside the box a little bit to get a balance of what we've just talked about? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you try and force it as well, the the, the, the content out of your head, it's it's not it's not going to feel sort of natural. So I've got hundreds and hundreds of notebooks and I've always got one sitting next to me on the sofa and I'll probably draw inspiration from the most unlikeliest of things. It could be a program I'm watching, something my kid did, um, a sentence I heard, whatever it might be. And I'll write that down in the moment and I'll come back to it um, after a while and see how I can tailor that to fit with something that I serve, you know, or or do. Um, But brainstorming is where it kind of begins. And it's kind of a passion of mine because once you open that lid and that box of um, ideas and you start writing and you do the obvious things first and it could be things about yourself and your story your audience needs etc you start to open up literally like pandora's box it's like turning on a tap isn't it yeah yeah you you can't you can't squeeze it out without opening the tap but once you sort of open your mind and uh, since when do you squeeze a tap to get water out well i don't know it depends what kind of tap you've got really doesn't it you could squeeze a tap i my taps aren't like Uh, all right turn a tap claire thank you that's better what was going to go on to say is yeah, that's why a lot of people say that things like meditation or going for a run or all those kind of taking the dog for a walk, all those kind of mindless tasks are where you come up with your great ideas because you're not thinking about a whole load of other stuff. So if you dedicate some time to brainstorming, you're, it's like turning the tap on, isn't it? Yeah, and you're not forcing it then as well. You know, um, it's easy to do that. I've got to get content out. I've really got to think, think of something. Come on, come on. And it's, you know, it's that's really difficult to do and really hard and you're not going to get your best ideas there. I find that they come from, um yeah just brainstorming um and also keeping your eyes open and looking around you and kind of tuning in it sounds a bit woo woo nothing wrong with a bit of woo woo rainbow land <laughs> tune in to your inner surroundings but um i find that like i say it could be something my kids have done it could be something somebody has said it could be um i don't know something that's been in my house the whole time and i never realized i could turn that into content and that might come natural for me but it took a long time to to um change my mindset into looking around me because there is content ideas everywhere it's a bit like a muscle isn't it in the more the more you do this the easier it becomes yeah exactly right you've got to nurture that muscle and make it grow have you heard of the uh the red car principle oh no so you decided you need a new car and you think i want to buy a red mini Uh, and then you've decided you want to buy a red mini you haven't bought it yet but doesn't matter wherever you drive all you see is red minis oh yes oh i just so relate to that you're thinking about the red minis so you're seeing all the red minis and it's a bit like that isn't it because if you open your mind to sort of thinking about content ideas and ideas that can market your business you've opened the flood doors you've lifted the lid off or whatever you want to call it but suddenly all that stuff starts starts to come in doesn't it I, i know exactly what you mean with this because actually our content is around us every single day from what we see the conversations that we have the way that we're feeling the experiences it's all content but it's just i guess maybe people well I know that I found it really difficult how do you convert that and 
transfer it into a post that is going to be relatable to your business maybe it's that middle bit that people struggle with yeah I, I can relate to that too and I was saying to somebody the other the other day they were telling me a story and I said oh my gosh like you've got content right there and they're like but that's got nothing to do with my audience and I said that's part and parcel of your day your you know something happened to you and she missed the bus and then everything just went wrong from there and I said turn that into content and you know find um I know it's easy for me to say but find something at the end of it it's a lesson learned so there's a lesson in everything or um, a mantra in everything or a metaphor in everything. I said, Are you in- going woo-woo again, Jade? Yeah, I am, aren't I? <laughs> You're yeah, going woo-woo. I'm going a bit woo-woo. But- you might want to hold her back, Claire. <laughs> I never used to be either. But, you know, um, from the simplest of things to <laughs> doing this podcast to... Um, you know, my husband's setting up the microphone for me. I could turn that into content, you know, not think too hard about it either. Because if you're thinking too hard and, and I get this too, I just write that off and come back to it another day. That could almost be the subheader for this episode is don't overthink it. Yes, that's it. Don't overthink it. And and I am guilty of doing that too. Um, me too. Yeah, I think we all are. When you, Especially if you're a bit creative. Creative brains are always a little bit overanalytical as well, aren't they? Yes, definitely. And always switched on as well. And um, even, you know, the worst, as, as I say, I sometimes get my best ideas when I'm just drifting off to sleep. So I always recommend keeping a notebook by the bed. Well, that I must think- be a nightmare. You drift <gasps> off to sleep. You go, oh, that's a great idea. And suddenly you're awake again. <laughs> yeah. And I do just think what I tell myself, like, I repeat, I repeat it and I go, oh, you'll remember that in the morning because it's not worth really getting out of bed for and writing it down, is it? And then I wake up the next day and I don't remember it and it was a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure quite how romantic that is, Jade, to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah, my husband loves that. <laughs> yeah, I bet he does. <laughs> oh, I've got a great idea all of a sudden. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to go and write this down. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, so um, in in terms of coming up with other content ideas, um, actually, I'm a little bit rubbish with this part in terms of maybe utilising what's already um, available and topics that are being talked about, such as International Women's Day. Um, trying to think of some more days now. That's the only one I could think of. Well, there was Mental Health Awareness Week, wasn't there? A little while ago, Mental Health Week. Yeah. yeah, Mental Health Awareness Week. All these things. See, that just proves my point that I don't do it. There's one of those every day, isn't there? There is a national, a national day for every single day. So what I say to my clients is I would probably only pick one or two a month that are relevant to your business um, because, there, is, like you say, there is a national day for everything. There's National Guinea Pig Day. There's National Have a Cup of Tea Day. What happens on that day? Do all the guinea pigs get together and have a cup of tea or something? It's just celebrating. <laughs> it's like a coffee morning for guinea pigs. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I don't know how they pick the mugs up, though, because they haven't got opposable thumbs. I'm not quite sure how that would work. <laughs> Funny. Have we taken it too far now? No, I've got an yes. image of okay, a guinea good. pig, like really <laughs> having English tea and a, like a scone and everything. Yeah. It's going on in my and a little hat on it. Yeah. Um, I think that obviously we've got mental health awareness, and that's a week, not just a day. So if you're in the um, well-being um, industry, I think that's a really good one to touch on and show your expertise. That's getting your knowledge out there and showing people that you are an expert in your field. And obviously, it's a very important topic to talk about anyway. When you've got something silly that might be, you know, like pizza day or they're normally food related, actually. Um, guinea pigs. Yeah, guinea pigs. That's Not, not that that's food related. <laughs> We're not condoning eating guinea pigs. No, <laughs> you can't eat guinea pigs. But, well, you know, it's it's about um, don't force those national days. I do see some people um, sort of make this mistake and have national days like every day because it relates to their business. But 
you know, your audience have got to tune into it. It's quite a fun thing as well to um, bring into your content that kind of comes under the entertainment format because I think that you should have a few different things, a bit of educational um, posts, some informative posts, and then a little bit of fun and entertainment and to stop people scrolling past your, your feed and to go, oh, I didn't know it was guinea pig day or chocolate day, trying to engage with your audience. And if you think that, you know, you're just posting that national day for the sake of it, it's not really going to engage with your audience. It's going to be quite wasted. But at the same time, um, you can naturally attract people to you if you're using a national day um, on Instagram because they use specific hashtags for that awareness day or that national day. So you can find new followers through that. Um, But I would just recommend being very sporadic with it and just picking one or two main ones each month because um they can do wonders for your business at the same time as damage it you know and and um just be posting it again it comes back to that posting for the sake of posting really and filling those gaps and like we said earlier on i I mean you're right it needs to be a balance of all these things so you don't end up uh leaning on one particular topic category i mean unless that strongly relates to your business so if your business is current affairs led then you're going to be posting news topics more frequently perhaps but then repeating yourself is actually quite can also be quite a good idea because it breeds familiarity doesn't it now i do this thing on my own feed um every friday i post it's really simple post what was the best thing about your week it gives me an opportunity to tell people a little bit about what i'm up to and it might be work related it might not but the response I get from that is massive because people just love talking about themselves. Yeah, and I think it's it's also tying in with that consistency as well. They're going to expect it from you. And if you don't put that post up that week, no pressure, um, but they're going to wonder what's happened or they're going to feel probably a little bit disappointed because they wanted to tell you that they've had a good week this week because they might not have had one the week before. And like you say, we do like to talk about ourselves. And if, if that's something that comes that's easy for people, they don't have to think too hard. So it's not like asking, you know, what, um, what was number one in February 1979? Yeah, yeah or general <laughs> knowledge. It's literally about them. Can I tell you that answer now? Yeah, do you know that answer, Jade? I'm going to go. Could be Blondie. <laughs> Don't know. I'm going to look it up. Come on, you should know, Jade. You know okay. I, mean? I wasn't born. Oh, I'm going to go for, um, oh my gosh. Uh, I'm looking it up now. 1979 number ones. Yeah, you're going to have to find out because that's going to bug us otherwise. Right. So what are you going to what are you going to go for, Jade? I'm going to go with something by T Rex. Maybe uh, Mark Bullen was dead by then. <laughs> oh, was he oh, dead by then? <laughs> yeah. All right. What about um um uh, soft sale? No. Do you know what? You were right with your first answer, Blondie. What, Blondie. Blondie. Heart of Glass. Number one. <gasps> end of January what? 1979. Really. I should have stuck with my heart. Oh, that would have said atomic, but okay. Yeah, how did you do that? Gosh, that's impressive. Nice little diversion there. See, no, if you ask me that sort of question, yes, I'll try and um, I'd love to guess. But that's because you know that that would be you tapping into your audience. But if you're asking people how their week's been and they haven't had a good week, you know, some people feel comfortable saying, well, you know, it's not been a good week today. And other people can relate and will jump on and say, oh, you know, have you tried this? Or sorry to hear that. Or, you know, show a bit of empathy. Um, If they've had a good week, they want to kind of show it off. And it makes you human. I think it incre- it creates some, <clears throat> excuse me, some inclusivity and some positivity as well. So um, it all too often, you know, some can get a little bit stuck in maybe sort of the more negative connotations of their business, but actually celebrating the good things and the positive things actually, I guess, indirectly then creates a positive reflection 
um, on you. Yeah, and we definitely need more positivity on social media. It's very heavy um, at the moment. Oh yeah, everyone's you're right. got an opinion on everything, um, and it would just be nice to break up that news feed and have something a little bit more lighter, light entertainment. I've just discovered this pen that I've got. I'm just I've been fiddling with a pen while we're talking, and I just pulled the. I, I do this a lot. I have to have something to fiddle with. I've, I'm tired of the pen. Maybe it's the ex smoker in me. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I, I just lifted the end off this pen, and it's got a rubber on the end of it. Oh my gosh! You need to get out, Paul. You really. So you can actually write. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try this down. Try this out. There say, might be content so, in there somewhere. So Paul. I can. I can like write discovery. that. Yeah. See. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's always got to be content, right? Let's see if I can rub it out. Uh, oh no! Oh no! Now that's really cool. <laughs> My God, it's not a rubber, it's a highlighter. It's a highlighter. Oh, my God. So I can write something down oh. and then put a box around it. I'm impressed. I want one. That was a free pen given to me by First National, the trains people. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Well, bless them. I'm going to put an order in. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Love that. Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> um, something to do with content. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is, I could ask, what is evergreen content? <laughs> so it's content that works all year round. It's, um, I'll try and give you an example. Let me think of something because I've gone completely blank. It would be something like, well, a bit like asking how people their their week is or um, how, how old their children are. And that's something that you can repurpose. It's something that will work all year round. So it's not um, date specific. God, it's really hard to explain it mm. out loud. Yeah, that's really no. Yeah. That's a really good way of explaining it, Jay. I get that. And I do this an awful, awful lot with video because obviously video is a bit more labour intensive than just putting a graphic out or a yeah. photograph. Yeah. Um, so you want it to be evergreen and timeless because then you can use it over and over again. Uh, I mean, I'm st- I still post out videos that I. I made two, three years oh, ago. brilliant. Yeah, I just, because you've got your content that you need to keep up with the trends and keep up with the times, etc. And you can always update old posts that you thought were evergreen um, that still might work, but you just need to tweak it a little bit, which I do quite a lot with blogs. Um, but then you've got the content that is literally just evergreen content. I'm trying to give you an example and I can't think of anything, but it would just be something, I mean, it could be as simple as your services, really. You know, if your services never change, um, that's evergreen content. It's going to be, constantly like that so that your audience remember you when they're ready to buy from you it's the same service same product every single time but when you're going a bit more generic and you're talking about your expertise educational stuff informative information um you can you know um set a what do you call it i've gone completely blank like a folder (laughs) for that for just evergreen content um, hmm. And I'm just trying to think of an example, but I'm I'm not doing very well at that. If you're stuck for an idea one week, you're you're scheduling out some posts, and oh, I need something for Wednesday. Can't think of anything. I said over to the evergreen folder and see if I can pull something out and recycle it. That's it. Put that out exactly, and that's probably a good example actually of filling the gaps in a proper way. So not just posting for the sake of posting it. You've already stored that content up, and that can also probably come from curated content, which is content that other people have written about. It could be news articles, blog posts, um, that sort of thing, and you curate all that content into another folder. And again, as long as it's relatable, you can turn it into evergreen content. You can put your own opinion on it, or you could just, as long as you credit people, um, put that out there and just say, I found this really interesting. I thought it might be helpful for you. Um, there's a lot of evergreen content in other people's posts. Um, yeah, you've picked up on something really important there is actually that's a good place to get ideas yeah. is look at what other people are doing in your market. Absolutely. Obviously, we don't... Um, copy others no um but um draw inspiration from yeah draw inspiration and put your own take on it so look there's no new idea really out there there isn't you can't sit there coming up with the newest idea because it's probably probably been done before in some way or another oh, i don't know that cheese with a bit with the bits of cranberry in that was quite a new idea or, or your pen <laughs> 
with the with yeah my pen with another pen on the end i mean that's that's a really good new idea but where did they get that idea from so you know it's drawn on other things it's drawn from inspiration or a need of course but um you know nothing really on on instagram facebook is new you know um you've got instagram reels copying tiktok and you know it, nothing's new out there it's just new ways of doing it so in terms of that with content it's taking somebody else's article or point of view opinion and turning it into something that a your audience can relate to and b you can share your own opinion of as well as long as again it's relatable to your target market one of the best ways of finding you know new content and you're stuck for inspiration is to go and and see what other people are doing and that could be scrolling on your news feed and saying i like or i like the way she did that i don't know that post i'd like i might you know borrow that and turn it into something you know from for myself or yes taking somebody else's opinion and you know either commenting back or um sharing your own thoughts on it yeah do your own cover version yeah yeah love your own cover version (laughs) i might use that see (laughs) obviously where you got that pen from paul so you are their target audience because you were could could barely contain yourself when you realized it had a highlighter on the end i i don't care about their trains but if they're going to go into pen production (laughs) i'm i'm a fan surprises isn't it i hope everyone's following this by the way because you know it's just it's going a bit wayward in places isn't it oh dear so what about then uh story sharing um and story um telling so we uh had a recent episode with amy um i recall the title was how to how to sell with a story so basically the the power of understanding maybe how your audience will relate to what it is that you do um creating a story around that whether it be um you know, on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, or blogs as well. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that has a very firm place with your own content? Would you recommend maybe doing it on a regular basis? What do you th- What do you think about that, Jade? Yeah, I think that that comes back to the relatable content. And if you've got a story to tell, tell it. Um, and that it, some people find that really difficult because if it's a um, I like to share some personal experiences and stories from the past. And they're not always all happy and jolly, um, but I am sharing them for a reason. And the reason is normally either because it's relatable or I feel I need to get something out or there's a moral in the story that, you know, there's a reason that I'm I'm, I'm saying it. Um, I think that um, when you're storytelling, it needs to be compelling and um, said in your own voice and not somebody else's so like I like I'm talking to you guys now I would be explaining to you my story and just you know dropping words in that I particularly used but I think storytelling is a huge importance to stand out on social media and something you said that actually about it's not always um sort of you know roses it's not always you know perfection um, and I think actually that's equally as important because showing your vulnerabilities, I, well, I believe anyway, is a huge strength because, you know, it's not the situation, Some or not always, but, you know, sometimes when a situation presents itself, you know, it's how we respond. But actually, it's OK to also not be OK. Seeing that stuff is actually quite refreshing, isn't it? Yeah, because it's actually, you know, if you're having a bad day, well, it's not just me having a bad day, other people having a bad day. And I always say to people, if you're having a rubbish day, then... It's okay if you're having a rubbish day, but it's about, you know, picking yourself back up from that when the time is right for you. Like you say, social media isn't all roses. And I think people get caught up in this, how I've got to show that I'm having a good day, even though I'm not. 
you know, and I've got to show where I am today. Look, check me out. I'm having afternoon tea or whatever it might be. And I feel it's really important to show people, you know, that I'm a mum. I know what it's like. I mean, that makes me relatable to my audience. I, I target mums, you know, and I'm a mum too. And I'm going through some troubles here with, you know, child number one or, you know, and you don't have to name names or anything like that, but you are human and um, social media should be social and in that social interaction like you do when you go down the pub with your friends remember that we'd sit and we would they'd say how are you and you would say oh gosh you know I've, I've had a, a really tough time with so and so or and you start telling that story and that's what social media is trying to push more um, because I think we all got lost in the the show-off game and the influence again People see through it, though, Jade. I really do feel they do. This, this, this is something that uh, you'll uh, you'll relate to this, Jade, and I'm sure you'll agree with me on this. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen it too, Claire. Uh, a lot of people tend to post. When I say a lot of people, well, there is there is a, a brand of people on on Instagram who will post a nice picture of themselves, which might be professionally shot, and then the comment, the the yeah, the text that they're putting with that picture is absolutely nothing to do with the picture. Yeah, I always <laughs> say that when you're putting content out, and you know, our social media managers or content strategists, whatever you want to call us, always say, always say, sorry, that. Every post that you put out there has to have a reason behind it and not just because we say you've got a post. You know, your audience don't know that you've, you know, you've got to put a post out today. We're all so busy with our own lives. We're not actually thinking, oh, I haven't seen you today. Where's she been? You know, we're not. Jay doesn't post it so much today. I'm not going to follow her anymore. No, exactly. I mean, sometimes I actively go and look for certain celebrities if they haven't shown up that day. That's just me stalking. But, um, <laughs> you know, no one's. <laughs> no one's actually going to be like, well, Jade, you haven't posted today. Your business is going to close tomorrow. So it's about taking some time, like take take a step back, taking some time out and really thinking, well, what, what do I want my audience to do? What is the purpose of me posting a shot of me on the beach today? Look, I'm not the most professional of people, but I am human and relatable. And I just think it's about getting that message across that show the good and the bad and I normally show some of the bad sides when I'm on. I think I had a cold a few weeks ago, and I showed how disgusting I looked. Did you have a snot moustache? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't show oh, that. Don't. Maybe wasn't that far. But I'm, I hate that word snot. Don't say that word. <laughs> but you know, yeah, well, yeah, so, when we say show the bad bits, we don't mean that. No, be considerate. But the point of me posting that was to show people that I was human because it's not all hi, look at me, and hi, how are you, and you know, I'm doing the school run today in my high heels, and it's not that. It's I've got a cold and I feel really crap and uh yeah you know i'm human at the end of the day let's have a, a little recap then and maybe jade's top three places to get content ideas i'm going to pick up on the first one because i think it's brilliant that you mentioned earlier on is having a notebook next to you at all times for when you get that little flash of inspiration yeah definitely that is one of my um i mean i'm a bit notebook and stationary obsessed anyway um, but, um i know people like to do it on their phones as well but um I don't like to always recommend having the notes section on your on your phone because especially by your bed as well. But notebook and pen. I particularly like pens that have got <laughs> highlighters on the other end of them. An excuse to, to use the pen. Um, but, you know, you, it, it gets very frustrating when you, you, you've got that idea in your head. And if you're anything like me, it goes in one ear out the other and you forget about it. Um, having that notebook, even to come back to it, um, you know, close that book. I mean, I've got hundreds that you can go back to these notebooks where you might have written you know ideas and never ever use them but they were more relevant now i mean it's just a no-brainer really definitely a notebook by your bedside and, and what about what about any other top tips for for places to go to get great ideas for stuff you can post 
whilst I don't recommend obviously spending all your days on social media and going down that rabbit hole, I do think when you're scrolling through, pick out like two or three things of um, ideas that you like that other people have done um as well so um, especially there's a few people that I follow that have got nothing to do in my industry um, they're quite well known in, in their specific industry and I absolutely love their style I love the way they come across I love um, you know the, the just certain ideas that they've got and um, I start thinking about how I can use what, what they're doing in, in my industry and um, I always take inspiration from others on there because obviously if we're trying to find content for social media the best place to find that is on social media um, I would also say the cure Curated content is really important in your industry. So you can actually go into Google and um, set up your Google settings um, for um, keywords that are specific to the content that you want to put out there. So it could be location based, it could be industry based, um, and then Google will alert you when that content is um, relevant. It could be a newspaper article, it could be um, something that's on the news, um, and then you can curate that content into a separate folder and come back to it when you want to you know fill in I say fill in the gaps you know with relevant content um that's something I definitely recommend how many is that is that three? Oh, yeah that, 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 is, that is three that's, three. Got... that's brilliant they're brilliant three brilliant ideas so many great ideas and uh, and now we move on uh, we have a set of questions we finish off every episode with. Uh, it's usually the same questions uh, with every episode, but we've kind of shuffled them around and uh, refreshed them uh, for summer 2021 as we're into now our second year of podcasting, Claire. I know, I know, our second year. Oh, gosh, guys. So uh, a new set of questions, some old, some new. Uh, so let's start off with our favourite, one of our favourites. Jade, what's your favourite smell? Right, well, this is actually quite a difficult one, but I'm going to go for sun cream. When I smell it, it takes me back to the beach, obviously, and the sunshine and that sticky feeling that you get when you've had a whole day at the beach and you can't wait to get in that cold shower. Yeah, that's lovely. We've said before how often these smells are attached to an emotional memory. Uh, So the next uh, question is, what about your favourite biscuit? Anything with chocolate, really. But currently I am devouring (laughs) these um, biscuits and they're called, I think they're called Prince, Prince Biscuits. And they're like two plain digestive biscuits, but in the middle is chocolate. And I don't know if they're new or, but I found them in the supermarket. My my kids call them the inside out biscuits because they're like two plain biscuits. Could you not just get two regular chocolate digestives and stick them together? <laughs> oh, I well, probably. <laughs> Would that yes. not be the same thing? I think there's something about the crumbling of the two plain this, biscuits. Is that what happened in Mavitis? They're like, you're like, oh, I've accidentally put these biscuits to oh that's an idea <laughs> yeah, but see, i can hear it in my head but <laughs> i don't know if it's a new thing but see somebody somebody got the idea from somewhere and thought why don't we turn it into a biscuit so that's what's current that's what i currently like um and i'm also a bit partial to a, a bourbon okay so uh thank you jade lots of ideas um, i've made lots of notes and um thank you for explaining it and uh you know so um, authentic, authentically and uh, giving us some ideas and a lot to think about so it makes it much more straightforward so thank you um, so if people would like to get in touch with you um, how do they do that Jade? Um, they can do that by visiting my website which is www.social-ally.co.uk This is the Big Little Business Show the podcast with bigger tips for small business This is something actually that has scared me for a long time creating content and 
as you said uh, earlier, I've often created content when I've thought about it, as opposed to actually having some structure behind it. Um, but one of the things, main things I took from this was our content is all around us. And I think that so many of us spend so much time trying to think about what to post when in actual fact it's right in front of our face what we experience every day as a business owner these are the types of posts that are going to engage our audience to be authentic and let people know who we are so we can build up those relationships yeah we spoke about this a bit last week didn't we when i was using that songwriter analogy about how you sit down with a bit of paper right i'm going to write a song today uh but actually the best songs having spoken to some songwriters who've kind of had experience of this uh some of them think that actually they write the better songs when they're not thinking about writing songs when they just pop into their head i think that's the really good thing about content is it's like I said, like we said in the episode, it's like a muscle. The more you think about uh, what you're going to put out, the easier you spot things and the more things you can turn into content. So with that in mind, I thought what would be really useful to end this year on, Claire, is mm-hmm. some ideas to help people think about what they're going to post in the new year and how they're going to go about it and what they're trying to achieve over the the next few months you can get all that down on a bit of paper now Mm -hmm. and then you don't have to think about it over christmas you can enjoy your christmas and then you can sit down at your desk in january and think right i've got this plan in front of me that's all i've got to do now is execute it yeah absolutely one of the things that i actually started doing um after listening to jay's episode was breaking my marketing strategy into two so one was about business and one was actually just about me as a person um and that really really helped and also looking at what it is you'd like to achieve in your business and breaking that down into the message you're trying to get across and then breaking that down again into types of content. So rather than trying to appeal to the masses and putting one big post out, actually, if you break it down into smaller parts, it makes much more sense. Yeah, totally right. So, I mean, let me know what you think, Claire, but I think probably the best way forward um, that I would recommend people think about is think about maybe a 12-month goal, a six-month goal, And then maybe a shorter three to maybe a 90 day goal. Um, And uh, and it's worth at this point, maybe over Christmas, having a listen to John Lamerton's first episode about the 90 day plan. I was just about to say that. (laughs) uh, Because um, 90 days is a really good achievable plan. And that's worth checking back on before you sit down and write your content plan out. So if you know in six months time you want to be earning a certain amount of money or you want to be uh, bringing in a certain amount of money to your business, then you've got a goal. Right. How am I going to what am I going to do with my marketing over the next six months to make that happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can start working backwards almost. Uh, and then that feeds into your content plan rather than just blindly posting stuff out. You're doing it with a strategy in mind I think as well the most important thing to remember is just to be authentic and to just say it how you would say it and not how you think people should hear it if that makes sense or see it um, being you um, and being you that's what people want to see um, and also by starting by asking a question is really really great as well so have you ever found or do you ever feel those sorts of things because they can really encourage interaction and engagement rather than just plastering out maybe pieces of information so that's what I would say and with that in mind it's probably worth sharing what we're planning to do in the new year and how you can help us because we're obviously already sitting here middle of December as we're recording this thinking about what we're going to do um, in the new year. The whole point of this podcast is to help business owners to think big and to identify the challenges that you are experiencing 
and bringing experts within their field to talk about those challenges so we can support you to move forward with newfound knowledge and, and newfound skills to move your business forward in the right direction. So we would like to hear from you. What would you like to know about? You know, What uh, areas of your business maybe are you struggling in? We'd like to hear from you because when we know exactly what it is that you're looking for, we will be able to line up some episodes that are going to continue to add value and be useful to you and our listeners. Yeah, come and find us on the socials. Over Christmas, we'll be uh, dipping our toes into Instagram and Facebook and all the others. So if you have questions or you have topics you'd like us to cover in the new year, let us know. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn as well. Just search for Big Little Business Show. I tell you what you can do is you can drop us a voice note Claire because we like those don't we oh, we do we do yeah come and say hello and drop a voice note and uh, we will look forward to hearing that from the blah 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 blah, blah. just, just do, what, <laughs> do what Claire said if you can work out what she actually said yeah drop us a voice note we do love to hear the voice behind the message that would be great yeah let's have an actual actual real human chat about it uh, you can get in touch with us in lots of different ways on the socials or come and find us on the website which is biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk with that we're taking a week off and then we'll be back in January uh, with more new stuff so have a wonderful Christmas uh, make sure you make it a break and don't think about mm-hmm. your business for a little while just park it have a have rest have a rest yeah have, have a, re- a rest have a rest listen to auntie claire <laughs> yeah listen to me have a rest and don't drink too much <laughs> <laughs> don't drink too much gin we drink loads of gin what are you talking about but have a wonder yeah have a wonderful christmas and uh, look forward to catching up with you in the new year the beat. you've been listening to the big little business show with paul mumford and claire horsley you can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. Big Little Business Show.